Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognised sim racing group, it's the Tora Radio Show. Hello everybody and welcome to the Tora Radio Show here on RadioLeMans.com. I'm Matt Hunter. And joining me from the far side of the country is Mr. The far, John. The far side of the country? Do, do, I'm, only, do, 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 I'm only on the east. <laughs> yeah, and I'm on the west. Oh, I guess that's... This has been your daily... Exactly ge- polar opposites. <laughs> this has been your daily geographical lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Geography Hour at the Tour Radio Show, presented by Matthew Hunter and Jordan Groves. Yes, hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Today we present Fun with Flags. <laughs> Doesn't work on... There is a joke I could go into there, but that's that's not. That's not. <laughs> that's your pop culture uh, mark for the evening. <laughs> this is gonna <laughs> This is gonna be one of those shows, ladies and gentlemen, because as you may or may not have noticed, uh sim racing has, as expected, begun to fade into the background slightly as real world racing uh returns to the tracks of the world. Not you know, we're not unhappy to see this. This is very good stuff. Um, obviously, our good friends at Radio Le Mans have covered a lot of the real racing um, on Midweek Motorsport last night. But I will just point out, how good was the Austrian Grand Prix? Oh, it was excellent. We've got to congratulate a full-time streamer and part-time Formula One driver on his podium, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. Yeah, well done, Lando Norris. World's that fastest was awesome. You, I'm going to go out and say world's fastest streamer uh, yeah that's, I think you could be right that's not a something you should see the doctor about just to put it out there um, <laughs> well so. it is if it's that kind of <laughs> anyway anyway um. anyway yes no congratulations Lando hopefully you can do uh, two steps higher this weekend that'd be cool we'll, we'll say him again uh, some intre- <clears throat> excuse me some interesting heroics going on um this is the really weird thing, right? You've got, obviously, you've got quite a few of the guys in there who have um, been doing a lot of sim racing in the off period. Um, and the ones that didn't seem to be the ones that were having accidents. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Now, not for one minute are we suggesting that any of that actually helped them, but, but that's it our head... That's our head cannon. <laughs> yeah. But it is coincidental, isn't it, that Vettel... Didn't do any sim racing. He he did a little bit. What on? Uh, he did uh, the races series on um, R Factor Two, uh, the classic series with all the legends and people oh, that, in it. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> whereas whereas everybody else did F1 esports. True. So, yeah. and Lewis Hamilton didn't do any. And then murdered Alex Albon. <laughs> Figuratively speaking, of course. <laughs> yes, yeah. Not, not literally. That would Spoilers! Quite a different thing. <laughs> but then again, with this year's real and sim racing madness in terms of news, who would be surprised at this point? Yeah. <laughs> well, quite. Um, yes, so real racing back, uh, which is great to see. Uh, British Touring Cars have been testing at Snetterton uh, for a couple of days yesterday and the day before. I don't think they've tested today. Really check the news. Uh, they were, yes. Were they? Oh. No, they weren't. I lied. <laughs> <sighs> Annoyingly, um, it's it wasn't yet open to the public, and considering Snetterton is about ten minutes up the road from me, um, that would have been quite nice. But yeah, but but soon, we, but we do have soon. the we do have the wonders of TSL, which is um, yes, a stand-in help for such things. Um, but obviously, yes, it is good that obviously MSV have opened their circuits to uh, limited numbers. Because, um, you know, outside spaces kind of makes the most sense, really. Yeah. So, well, they're interestingly, the, car- the indoor karting circuit down by me was uh, running uh, this week. Yeah, but you've just got to wear your crash helmet, like, constantly, like, when you walk through the door. Yeah, just not lick people when you get in and out, get in and out of the carts. If you oh, no. <laughs> really? That's oh, what I been... go out for. <laughs> we've been doing it wrong all this time. It is a reason I didn't keep that job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> joke, joke. 
anyway. Yeah, but besides <laughs> besides all that, this has actually been an interesting week uh, on the sim racing front. Insofar as there's been a lot of trailers, I think it's safe to say. It's been quite a trailerful week. Yeah, we'll go with that word. Sure. In terms of, we've had the F1 launch trailer. We've had trailers for PC-based titles as well, both coming out and arriving. Don't giggle in the back. Wow. He's, go- he's gone into science because he thinks I don't know what I'm talking about, but he does know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Should we just start with the first trailer that I was deeply excited about? Because we're going to spend a lot of time on Formula 1, and Formula 1, this is going to end up being, ladies and gentlemen, a very Formula 1-centric show. Hmm. Um, so let's do some of the other stuff first, I think. Yeah, and then let's we shall... We'll save the main course for a little bit later. Yes, so we shall, we shall have, have the amuse-bouche of <laughs> other subjects first, followed, yeah, followed by the asparagus course, which is a set of course, of course, but it's... Yeah. Great. Great, we've gone from doing geography <laughs> to languages. <laughs> anyway, the teeniest tyke, so amuse-bouche... Amu- oh, goodness, mate. Amuse-bouches... <laughs> Sorry to any French listeners. <laughs> just wait till we please, start. Please stop. <laughs> just wait till we start doing our our um, our live stream video after hours show, people, oh, no. which is planned, by the way. <laughs> so that's that's something to look forward How to. How get banned from YouTube? She kept... One easy step. <laughs> I don't know. Ask PewDiePie. Yeah, um, a set of course. A set of course. No, no, no. I'm going to go for the the, the smallest one, the the amuse bouche of them all. So, Jordan, do you remember Test Drive Unlimited? Of course, I remember Test Drive Unlimited. That fun fact that Test Drive Unlimited was the first game I ever played on the Xbox 360. I think it. No, Forza would have been mine. Actually, no, Halo would have. One of the Halos would have been mine. Uh, a non-racing game. Yeah. Are you feeling well? Well, it's because I, I got a package thing, and therefore I got ah, okay, at the same enough. time. Um, 360, 360. Yes, because I was at university. I got Forza, and I got Halo. And I got one of those weird um, Express on covers for it as well. Because <laughs> that was cool back then. Mm. Yeah. Uh, those were the days. Right. TDU one Was that the Hawaii one? That was the Hawaii one, which yes. Was my, which was the one I really liked. Now, I really like the the concept was brilliant. I think it's safe to say that open world, which let's face it, outside of the Grand Theft Auto, was still kind of a new thing mm. for consoles. Um, so brilliant, brilliant, brilliant concept. Except when it came to the fact that basically, what, when you finally realised that the missions were basically you driving to do chores, it kind of got a little dull. Yeah, it got very repetitive very quickly. Yeah, like, literally, I'm going to drive to buy a shirt. Because <laughs> Amazon doesn't exist on <laughs> on Hawaii. No, clearly not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, very good game. Where was Test Drive 2 based? I can't Test remember. Test Drive Unlimited 2, was. it had both Hawaii from the first game, and then it also had Ibiza. I thought it was something Spainy. I... Yeah, a vague recollection, but it is a lot, for some funny reason, a lot vaguer. I think I spent even less time on it. Um, uh, it was good, it just, it it felt a little bit too different compared to the first mm. one. Like, there was more of a, um, a focus uh, away from the driving, more on the racing, and, like, as a whole. Um, which, in, like, it sounds weird for us to be saying, oh, there's too much racing in a racing game. But part of, the thing game, that, though, part of the thing that attracted people to Test Drive Unlimited was the ability just to go around, do Test what you want, drive the Te- cars you want. Test Drive Unlimited was what kind um, of, I, I would say, was the precursor to Horizon. Yeah, I would say you're right, yeah. It, because uh, the, the, the concept about, for, well, for me at least, the concept of Test Drive was always the cars come first what you do with them is very much secondary yeah um and boy do the cars take center stage particularly with the details particularly if you've got soft tops and stuff like that and convertibles and you know mm. you know watching the whole the whole process happen and everything like that's all very cool yeah. anyway reason for reason of talking about this yes. is because there's a new one there is in a, an announcement i definitely didn't see coming <laughs> 
Um, yes, uh, Nacon Connect, is it? Or Nacon? Yeah, we'll go with Nacon. Um, yes, they announced uh, as part of the Nacon Connect event that uh, Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown uh, will be coming out. Um, they haven't, I believe, given us a launch date. Not yet. It's just like an initial initial announcement kind of thing. The trailer's very artsy. It just shows a couple of close-up pictures of some cars and a uh, fancy cufflink, which okay. um, seems to be suggesting that they're continuing with the, um, the the kind of luxury background. So it's the dream lifestyle. You know, you have the, the big houses, the big cars, the fancy clothes, etc., all of that, which kind of was uh, present in Test Drive 1 and 2. Um yeah, we don't know too much else about it. We have had some further comments based on the Steam page um, for the game that has come up in the last couple of days. Um, the only cars I think that we know are definitely in it. There's a couple from Koenigsegg and Porsche, etc. Mm, yeah. Um, but we can expect there's going to be a hell of a lot more in there. I'm pretty sure that one of the cars in the trailer might have been a McLaren Senna, but I could be wrong. One of them, well, um, Let's put it this way. One of them was definitely a Chiron. Yes. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, I know which one you mean. It's yeah. it's obvious. Um, the other little bits of information that have been confirmed. They've confirmed that once again that the uh, game world will be a one to one scale island because that was the thing that was quite impressive about the first two games is that the recreations of uh, Hawaii, mm. uh, in particular, um, Ohio. The, the I think it's Oahu. Oahu. Uh, I can I can never pronounce it. And Ibiza uh, were one on one scale recreations of the islands. Not exactly the road networks, I imagine, but the the amount of miles it would take to drive from one to the other were the same in the game, which was really impressive. So they've announced that they're doing that again. It will be another one to one scale island, and that it will also be using the physics engine from the WRC games, okay. which is actually quite decent because. Yeah. I haven't played any of the WRC games in a while. I, I believe you have. Yes. And they're good, aren't they? They're marvellous. What, what's it like? Um, again, I haven't raced them in a while. Um, tarmac physics, how do they compare to um, it, like the likes of Horizon, etc.? The thing is, well... I'd say, I'd say better. Uh, yeah. I think because the way of... The, when you're doing tarmac rallies, obviously you're, you're using basically slightly cut slicks so you get a heck of a lot of grip yeah um and and i have to say i i i think because i i've played wrc i haven't played it as much as should Mm. um i haven't certainly haven't played it with a wheel um because that's that's an xbox one for me that's not one i've got on pc yeah nine will be on pc um but i've i've been very impressed i think the weight the weight of the cars is very good uh the weight transfer and all that kind of thing so if you're trying to do scandinavian flicks and all that sort of cool stuff that you do in rally cars um works very well the difference between uh the different uh drive styles uh, relates very well um so as a basis that does jump out to me as um a very good option i think they use unreal engine for their graphics i believe you you're right i think i've heard that before Um, might want to move on from that guys so the, the the physics engine they've confirmed is from the WRC games. I don't yes. think they've announced what the actual graphics engine They, ha- they haven't yet, but I just know from the WRC ones that's what they use. Yeah. Uh, so I'd imagine, I'd be surprised if they use something completely new, but there might be a development thereof uh, or something that's more suitable. I wonder if it might like even that. use, if, if they're using, so you said the WRC games were the last Unreal Engine. I wonder if they might consider using the Unreal Engine that was previewed last month or whenever it was which looks stunning by the way yeah that, oh, that might be a good with ray tracing it could very well yeah. do could very well and, do and we have been saying how much we're looking forward to seeing a racing game come out with ray tracing it's, it'll be, be a game changer it literally will so be a game cool. changer um it just will i mean the, the only one that kind of fakes the effect well at the minute is probably gran turismo visually mm. i think um yeah. so because uh, they they change the subject slightly when they showed that Gran Turismo trailer that they did the other day hmm. apparently it had ray tracing in it I couldn't tell oh, really? it. apparently I couldn't tell the difference between that and a normal footage from GTA, no I, GTA. I can't say I could have done that's why I was a bit underwhelmed yeah but I think I was also a bit underwhelmed because I I think I was expecting a big jump hmm. knowing that they've done 8k uh they've done 8k footage that they've done um 
you know all these technical all these technical shows with all these various bits and bobs. Um, yes, I was a bit underwhelmed, but no, I think I think it depends again. It depends when this comes out because if if this comes out, this isn't going to come out soon. I can't imagine. It's a test drive game. It'll always be a bit yeah later. And this is a tra- this is a teaser, teaser, teaser. This isn't even a oh, and it's coming out summer. 2020 or something and there's not even a rendered in gameplay for it's just basically still pictures yeah in-game. yeah yeah so yeah so i think i think we'll probably see, i reckon we'll probably see this this is either going to be around christmas when the new consoles come out or it'll be early next year yeah which automatically means to me it's going to have the sort of graphical level that we want it. Yeah, it, it depends whether they are going for it solely as a next gen release or whether it will also be playable yeah. on the old generation. I believe there was a version of one of the test drive games that released for a lower spec of console at the time. I feel like there was like a PlayStation 2 release version of one of the test drive games. Probably the first one. I could be wrong. But yeah, either way, the timing means that it could it could be uh, current and or next gen or just next gen Irrespe- so, ha- Irre- hopefully it's next gen to yeah. fully utilize the next generation of graphics etc i mean irrespective it's it's never been a title that one could one could turn around and go ooh, that's ugly it's always been a very pretty game yeah absolutely um so i i, I see no reason why this will be any mm. any different to that so that's very cool yeah, um, I really look forward to that, and I didn't expect mm. it at all. No, I have to admit when I saw when I saw the um, I think I saw it was a tweet actually, but when I saw that uh, come out, I have to admit my reaction was, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> interesting. But yes, really looking forward to that, and it'll be interesting to see if that pushes the next Forza Horizon game to be a little better because this is probably its m- most direct comparison. It will be, yeah. So we'll be. see what happens there. Uh, just very quickly, another little taster session, cause, and this is the one that you, you sort of take a quick bite, go, ooh, that's not what I thought it was, spit it into a tissue and um, pop it in a, in a plant pot nearby. Uh, Project Cars 3 handling <laughs> dev blog. Um, I knew pre- what you were going to say before you even said pre- it. <laughs> pressing, pressing the case still further that, no, no, we really are a sim, even though we've taken all the things that make it a sim out, we're mm. still a sim, except mm. for you're not. And again, it's it's not even a problem that you're not a sim. Just just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't mind. Like we said, like I've said many times on this show already, it seems. If it's not going to be a sim, that's fine. If it's going to be an improved version of Grid, excellent. I'll play that. Just maybe either give us something to believe you... Or give us something that makes us believe you when you say that it's going to be a sim, or play up down our expectations so everybody doesn't hate you when you release it. No. Do you know? It almost seems to me, and, and I apologise because I know obviously devs do a heck of a lot of work, and this is—I'll put it out there: this is marketing's fault. This isn't the devs' fault. This hmm. is marketing's fault. In—I don't think it was this blog or it was the blog before this. But they were basically saying, "Oh yeah, well, you know, we had all the pit stops and stuff like that." Um, but we were having a lot of trouble with them, so we just took them out. So, something caused you a bit of consternation, and rather than rise to the challenge, you just went, ah, well, nobody really wants we'll it. We'll just get rid of it. We'll just bin it off. Yeah. Oh, mm. okay. Also, the, the the sentence that jumped out at me in this particular one was, from a physics standpoint, we approach this merging of authenticity and accessibility. <sighs> Not entirely convinced that those two things are really gel together. Well, actually, you say that, but the the game that we're going to talk about in a bit, um, F1, mm. has really mastered the art of being uh, ex- ex- supremely accessible to those who need it, and decent enough of a challenge yeah. for those who want the yeah. sim start. So it is possible. It's just prior experience leads me to believe that it won't be very good with this one no i know i know we shouldn't always go into things saying well the last one was bad so why should we care about this one but we do really need some some kind of convincing that this is going to be something that's worth people's time or something that people believe 
or or what people believe it will be because you know because th- there's a lot of confusion as to what this game is actually going to be when it comes out so they really need to do some convincing before it launches uh next month <laughs> anyway enough of that uh yes. let's talk about dirt 5 because dirt 5 i'm going to put my hands up and say but as soon as i found out it wasn't going to be because we're carrying on with this sort of accessible arcadey but pretending to be something else say so actually this isn't pretending to be something else it's arcadey it's fun that's the cold and it's owning it yeah. yeah and it's the old, old kind of point of it so it's automatically i'm 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 not sticking my nose up at it that's not entirely fair but it's not going to be my bad because it's I'm, just not your thing no because fair, i i'm really i'm really into dirt 2 um rally 2.0 rally 2 yeah sorry yeah don't rally 2.0 <laughs> Because any title that can damn near take my my arm out of its shock, <laughs> out of its socket when I'm when I'm trying to go through a, a a Welsh rally stage has got my vote straight away, and that's on my old wheel. That's mildly terrifying. Never <laughs> never terrifying. get a direct drive wheel. <laughs> you might die. <laughs> if I did that, the desk would be upside down. <laughs> anyway, anyway, there has been um, more. Uh, news on uh, Dirt 5. 13 car classes for this game, which is unprecedented. It's unprecedented, but not massively surprising. So what have we got then? So, yeah, um, we've got the standards. So, you know, you've got your 80s rally cars, which are awesome. You've got your current uh, rally cars and rallycross cars. The sort of stuff that has been in the last couple of Dirt 5s, it isn't really surprising. But it really seems as though they've they've pushed out... um, their uh, trackless a little bit with some stuff that isn't in a lot of other games. Um, some footage released last month, which revealed uh, the sprint cars from America. The, the you know the stuff that Lewis likes, uh, the uh, World of Outlaws cars, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. On dirt ovals, awesome! I'm so happy that they are in a different game. I know again, this is an arcade game. It doesn't matter. At least it's owning it. It's going to be fun. It's yes, cool. I, I'm glad to see the sprint cars being showcased to a wider audience because it is so cool. Um, the there's also Super Lights, which is a class uh, including the likes of the Aerial Nomad, the Exomotive Exocet, which I believe was in uh, Forza Seven for some reason. Um, <laughs> um, but then also they've got Formula Off Road. Now I've this, heard of this you might have seen this. Yes, um, sheer you may cliff remember, spring to mind. Yes, you may remember on Top Gear uh, back when uh, Clarkson, uh, Hammond, and May were hosting it. Um, I don't remember which of them went to Iceland, but they they drove one of these cars across water. It drove across a lake. Hammond. Y- yes, it was Hammond. It's these it's these cars that are in uh, Dirt Five. So these are these are big trucks basically, which can drive across lakes up. It's basically vertical cliff faces. Um, yeah, I'm I'm about that. That's cool. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I want mm-hmm. to throw a truck across a lake. Yes, please. Sign I, I I absolutely want to try want to try doing the vertical cliff thing because that I've, having watched it, it 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 it's it, yeah. it's it's nuts. And then it very from the pictures that have been released of Dirt Five, it very much seems as though that the vertical cliff stuff will absolutely be in there because that's one of the screenshots. I've yet to see any proof that we can hurl them across a lake or not, but I, I would imagine they probably will do that. Um, a couple of other car classes they are including is the pre-runner class, which is uh, road-going SUVs and pickup trucks, etc. Um, so actually having SUVs and pickups in the game and having something for them to do, Forza. Um, apparently it's including the Aston Martin DBX, which is their SUV that's launching, so that's quite cool. Um, then there's also uh, the Unlimited class, which is uh, cross-raid. Uh, so this includes stuff like trophy trucks, etc., um, etc. Et and then there's Rock Bouncer, <laughs> uh, which is um, cars with enormous wheels and... Um, a big engine, and you throw it at stuff. <laughs> Basically, dirt in a nutshell. Really excellent. So yes, yeah, so it sounds like Dirt Five is. Yeah, we. I was a little bit hesitant at first when I saw the footage. I wasn't sure whether it was what it was going to be exactly, but it basically looks like a uh, sort of grid, but off-road. Mm. And if they do it right, it'll be absolutely fantastic. And once again, that is coming out in October, I believe. Just after my, literally two days after my birthday. Oh, there you go. You can get a pre-order for it for your birthday or something. Ah, that's what Steam's for. 
Yeah, that'll do. Yes. That's brilliant. And I'm, I, I have to admit, um, and you are right, I'm, I'm not such a snob that I can't accept arcade titles and store fun, should we say fun titles? I don't like the word arcade. I don't like it because it has this kind of connotation of being worse. Well, as a, as, 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 a child, as a child of the 80s, I know what arcades are. <laughs> so, and this is not that. Um, so, yeah, I do like it. I like it more than when V Rally 4 came out. I used to love the V Rally. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember V Rally particularly. Uh, very vaguely. Okay, so I'm not big on Rally to be fair. No, no, no. It's kind of my limitation yeah, yeah. when it comes to uh, So V Rally 3 um, was probably well was the last one I got, which I think was PS2. Um, and that was very good. Uh, that had that had WRC cars in it and whatnot, and it was it was brilliant. The title track was by a band called A. Ah. The song was called Nothing. Um, it's pretty much the only song they did. Um, they made absolutely nothing, and that was um, that was them done. Uh, but very good. Very... <laughs> Segway there. So if you're listening and you've for some reason heard of this band. <laughs> Well done, you're the second person in the world that knows them after that. Yes. <laughs> At the same time as Alien Ant Farm, if you don't know who Oh, okay, knows. yeah, I know them. Yeah, anyway, A-A-A. A-A-A-A-F. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, V-Rally 4, kind of, it went for the same formula, you know, trying to be very arcadey and, and stuff, but was just yeah. never going to be as good. Um, I think, I do think Codemasters have got this formula absolutely nailed. Um, and the fact that they've seen sense and they've split the kind of the hardcore uh, element of it, Dirt Rally 2.0, um, and then this title. So you've got the more fun version, really accessible stuff, but you've also got like what I would call the Richard Burns Rally line yeah. of games um, lined up for people who really want to challenge themselves in a rally st- stage. Um, you can, and that's brilliant, and that's how it should be. Um, yeah. That is effectively, I think we've probably said this before, that is what the comparison between Forza Motorsport and Forza Horizon should be. Yes. In an ideal world, that is the sort of strategy you need to do, and and the Dirt franchise proves that it can be done really effectively. So take notes, please. Yes, yes, developers. Um, And actually, on that note, well, we don't have news yet, but we know when there might be news coming. Hopefully. Hopefully. The Xbox Game Showcase is coming on the 23rd of June. Uh, yes, it is. So, well... You, I can't imagine that they... Because, obviously, Forza is a Microsoft Studios title. Yeah. It, it's usually one of the heavy hitters that come out uh, for, you know, E3. Whenever, whenever Xbox do a showcase, there is Forza. It's just that's one of the thing, the partnerships that go hand in hand. So I can't see them doing this Xbox game showcase without having at least some kind of announcement of Forza, Forza Motorsport 8. I don't know whether we'll see gameplay. I we'll probably it. get a trailer. I'm trying but... to think. So, so uh, it's really weird, actually, because I, I have a playlist on Spotify that, for whatever reason, has a lot of the music that they used in some of their trailers, because their mm. music choice is usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, and um, seven they did. They had in games, or it, or it certainly looked like it should have been in game. Mm. And then I think it, in terms of the four, when once the Xbox One X came out, it was in game. Yeah. Uh, five I don't think did. Six I think may have done. Um, but it's always the more cinematic stuff, which is harder to tell. Yeah. But. If I'm honest, I'll take anything right now. I think the silence has been deafening from turn 10. Yeah. There's been a lot of members of the community who have been crying out for some kind of, it's coming, you know, or any kind of news yeah. would have been good until now. I and think, yeah, it's it, it's long overdue some news and hopefully we do get it. Yeah, I think I, th- I think the, where, where we're at with it, um, dear listener, is that, so I think it's about a month ago, they did the the partners yes. show um, and I think a lot of people well we didn't realise it was the partners show it was just it turned that's what it turned out to be yeah uh, so obviously we were, a lot of people were left very disappointed which is very strange actually because I thought they did at the very end show something of Halo but I might be wrong 
Um, uh, I don't recall. I might have made that up. Anyway. <laughs> but with this one, I think you can tell there'll be a, there's a couple of things that will definitely get shown. Minecraft with ray tracing again, just because it's Minecraft and it has ray tracing. <laughs> because that they will. And I'm pretty certain that that studio is now owned by Microsoft. Uh, I think it is, yeah. Um, so they did it in the Partners one, and now they'll do it again. Um, Halo will definitely be shown. Because Halo. Yep. I want to say some sort of Gears of War game, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't even know if there is one. And hopefully Forza. I can't even think what else first party they likely to show off. But to be honest, as you rightly said, Forza's been at the forefront pretty much every single time they've done an E3. And this is this is a replay. This is the second part of their E3 replacement. So. And if I'm honest, going up against the the um, PlayStation One, they haven't got a really high bar to beat. Not really, no. It'll be interesting to see what they do. do, the do you, should we put in an early uh, prediction for what the cover car might be for Forza? <laughs> it's not going to be the Jesco because that I think is going to be the cover car for Project Cars Three. The the what? Sorry. The Koenigsegg Jesco. Oh right, yes, yes, yes. So it's not going to be that. I think it might be the new Corvette. I think it's going to be a motorsport. It's a motorsport game, so it should be a motorsport vehicle. There isn't a Ford GT anymore. Nope. So oh, I really want to say something different, but I don't think I can. <laughs> but I, I genuinely don't think I can. The safe money would be on the Corvette, either the road version or the race version, or maybe I, even both. They might split it I, down the middle. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be the race version because I think I, I fervently hope they've got the message and they need to do a motorsport game. Um, Either that or it'll be the uh, Aston Martin DBX that we were just talking about the SUV. <laughs> just to troll everybody. <laughs> it won't be a Porsche again because that's been done mm. and they do have a habit of changing changing the manufacturer each time. Aston's been done technically. That was on Forza 2. Yep. Uh, Ferrari's been done. Nissan's, Nissan's been done. Yeah. It could, of course, they could go. They could throw it all out there, and it could actually be more than one car. It could be. Yeah, because the Horizon uh, that doesn't really count, but the Horizon one had a couple of um different cars on there. What do you think, listener? Yes. Would be the cover car for Forza Motorsport? Send us your answers. Stamped addressed envelope. (laughs) (laughs) In before all of the replies saying it's going to be the Reliant Robin. Yeah. Which yeah. I would I would drop, be a fan of. Drop, drop us drop us a drop us an idea at the uh, RSL listeners collective, um, or on Twitter, um, using the hashtag Tora Radio Show, and um, tell us what you think might be the cover car for Forza Motorsport. And he said ten, then eight. <laughs> feels like it sh- feels like it should be ten, but yeah. it's not. It's only eight. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's coming. Hopefully, we'll find out because they haven't got long. Um, it's got to come out around Christmas. I reckon the game will come out in November. Um, November, early December. Uh, and we'll find out, hopefully, on the 23rd of June. Right. We need to quickly talk... I say quickly. We need to talk about a set of course of competizioni. The GT4 car pack now has a release date. Yes! And do you know really annoys me? What's that? Well... It comes out next week, so the Americans get to talk about it before we do. Should we just not let them in the booth? Should we just change the lock? I think we should change the lock, yeah. Yeah. I am very, very, very pleased to see uh, that... um, I think we we sort of knew that um, Janetta would be in, but I'm very, very pleased to see it. Actually, see it in-game. It does look cool. And doesn't look out of of place, doesn't look stupid. No, it doesn't. I actually, I've actually missed it. I really love that car. It's such a cool car. Mm. Um, loads of previews on various sites um, for it at the moment. Uh, in full uh, European GT4, um, sorry, sorry, the GT4 European series rather uh, liveries, uh, which is excellent to see. So we, we knew that that was going to happen. I think. I think we kind of basically knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, 
the British GT pack due later this year um, will bring some new circuits and I think it's safe to say we'll probably see some new liveries for that too across both classes. Um, it would make sense, yeah. Yeah, which is very cool. So we're looking forward to that. Excellent. And that and the fact that it's like next week is very very makes me very happy indeed yeah, july 15th um when they said because they initially said it was going to be july i think we were all kind of assuming it, that would mean july 31st yeah. um but yeah next week and um I, they haven't announced how much it's going to cost yet but i can't imagine what what how much was the intercontinental gt pack that was only like 13 quid yeah it won't be much something like that so i i imagine it'll probably cost about the same and in fairness that's with the amount of cars we're going to be getting and the fact that it's going to be an entirely new class it will be multi adding multi class into the game. That's going to be worth it, mm. and I can't wait to try that. Let's talk about then another game that's um, just well, it's just arrived. It's been out for a little while in forms. Uh, it's <laughs> finally arrived in its in its uh, shiny shiny version. Uh, Automobilista <laughs> or AMS two. Why is it? Ah, oh, no. Oh, I see, because it's Automobilista Motorsport Simulator, but you can't see that because that's really, really small. Because, <laughs> like, Automobile Mobile Star 2? Okay, fine. Is anyway. this the first time you've looked at the logo? It, it's not, but it also... <laughs> Is it the first time you paid attention to the logo? It's the first time I've paid attention to the logo. Um... <laughs> It's more it's more to do with the fact that everyone's calling it AMS two and I was like, Why is it called AMS two? Oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, it's 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 not in early access now. No, is yes, it? it's uh fully into uh version one release now, so it's come out of early access. Uh side note, um I'm not sure um I think the summer sale on Steam ends today, doesn't it? But either way, uh the current price for AMS2 in its full release now still remains at the early access discount due to the summer sale. So if it is still on for the for the couple of hours um, between the end of this show and the end of the day, uh, pick it up because um, it will go up to full price soon after. But um, yes, AMS is now in its full release version, um, which is fantastic news. The early accessing was the right thing to do for the development, just to, to get it out, to get testing it, to iron out the bugs and um i think i commented when it first released into early access that it didn't actually feel too much like an early access game it's very good yeah. um there have been a lot of people disappointed with it in terms of its physics it has taken a step away from realism compared to the first one but it's it's still it's hardly project cars 2 a lot of people um, if, if you don't remember, dear listener, from when we spoke about this when it first launched into early access, um, AMS2 is using the same engine as uh, Project Cars 2. Mm -hmm. So that led a lot of people to believe that it would be uh, basically a carbon copy. It's not. Project, um, Project Cars 2 does not feel anywhere near as good as AMS2. AMS2 just doesn't feel as good as AMS1 in some people's opinions. So um, if, if, you're, if you've played AMS 1, it will be different, but I still encourage you to give it a try. Um, the new release has seen, uh, the release into version 1, rather, um, has added a few bits more uh, of content, including Bathurst, notably, uh, which is fantastic, as well as a couple of uh, other Brazilian and Portuguese tracks, um, being a Brazilian-centered uh, game. Um, what else? What else? We've got some new cars, including some more for the uh, uh, Brazilian stock car series. Janetta, uh, we were just talking about Janetta, the GT4, that's in there now, as well as the G58 prototype for the P1 class. Mm. Um, and there's been some uh, additional um, updates, including uh, DRS for the cars that use it, etc. Uh, ironing out uh, bugs to do with speeding penalties and uh, various other issues um but yeah this game has had a little bit of a bad rap uh since it first came into early access i still recommend giving it a try because it is it's it's enjoyable it's um but it's not like full sim that you might have expected from a title such as this um Great time to pick it up, as I said, with a 20% discount for the next couple of hours. And also, if you get it during early access or during the Steam Summer Sale, you'll also be getting the next uh, bit of content, uh, DLC, for free. 
and that will be Hockenheim, which includes the um, uh, current version as well as the versions from 1977, 1988, and 2001. That will all come to you for free, um, not bad, which not bad. will be fantastic. And considering they're adding uh, historic Grand Prix cars to the game as well, that uh, seems like a track you're probably going to want. Hmm. And it does. I mean, it's got some interesting categories as well. That's the stock car of Brazil, which basically is in nothing else at all. Um, yeah, that's the main selling point of this game. I think is is the fact that there are some there's some really weird stuff in there that isn't in another game. So if you're into this kind of niche categories, such as uh, truck racing, such as the, the Brazilian stock cars, there's even rental carts, which are hilariously fun. I, yeah, definitely pick it up if you're into that kind of niche stuff. There we go. AMS2. Electric Auto- Boogaloo. Automobilista. Motorsport Simulator <laughs> 2. Is that what you're going to refer to? Um, <sighs> now that you've actually seen that part of the logo. Stein, I think I'm going to have to. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, so that's excellent news about that as well. So that's very, very good. Right, okay. 20 minutes remaining of the show. Let's talk F1. Yes. Let's talk F1. I assume you have the Schumacher edition? I do indeed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why we've started off the room. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, Uh, F1 2020 has released. (laughs) There we go. A proper start to the review. Yes. Uh, Well... I have yet to try it. I'll put my hands up and say I. It is, it is downloaded. It is on my PC. I haven't fired it up yet. I have been extremely busy. Um, so I'm going to make lots of mm-hmm noises <laughs> and nodding noises for a few minutes. Nodding um, noises. Not nodding. <laughs> it's been a long week. All right. <laughs> lots of nodding motions there you go um, none of us will see because we're a radio show but uh, Jack Jordan is going to talk you through uh, his thoughts on the, the game so far excellent right well keep an ear out for Matt's uh, nodding noises so yeah <laughs> F1, F1 2020 yes it's re- uh, released on uh, Tuesday well at midnight so Wednesday uh, for those with the Schumacher edition and uh, I believe it has just uh, released for everybody else today, or it might even be tomorrow. I can't keep up with it. Uh, so, yeah, F1 2020, um, as has come to be expected with this sort of um, uh, franchise year on year release, you know, sort of your FIFAs, your F1s, etc. Um, it's very much a case of uh, evolution rather than revolution this year. Um, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't buy it because. In my opinion, spoiler alert early on, uh, this is the best F1 title that has been released yet. Um, I, I've said to a couple of people in the, uh, who have asked me about my opinions of the game in the last few days, uh, what is my take on F1? How would I sum it up? And I think my take would be that F1 games, and this is no exception, do single-player racing better than any other motorsport game out there. Um, the career mode, once again, is outstanding. Um, it's the, the the actual career mode on its own. So the standard career mode that we've been used to for the last couple of years, virtually unchanged. But then again, it didn't really need changing. It was excellent last year. You've got uh, your driver moves still, your driver transfers. All of that is still done the same. You can still develop your car up so you can take a, a Williams to the front of the grid. It's It's all pretty much just moved over from 2019 so that's fine didn't really need changing um obviously the big addition for f1 2020 this year is the my team career mode uh, which allows you to create the 11th team on the grid and um compete try and get to the top of the pecking order um obviously it's only been out for a couple of days so i haven't been able to um uh, try it completely in depth and get a full experience. I'm sure the F1 YouTubers and content creators have finished their tenth season by now. <laughs> um, but from uh, just the outset, I think the My Team mode is phenomenal. Um, there's a lot of very little pieces of detail 
that could have easily not been included and they included it. So, um, for example, as part of your duty of running the 11th team on the grid, um, you have to look behind, look at all the behind the scenes stuff in the factory. So you've got to develop wind tunnels. You've got to develop testing your chassis, your um, even your drivers. The driver that you sign as your teammate, you have to you can put in facilities to train them. Um, you've got to negotiate sponsors to put on the side of your car. You've got to change your livery. We'll get onto that in a little bit later in my list of criticisms, which isn't very long. Um, and then obviously you've got on top of that all of the stuff that's returning from career mode, so R&D to work on to try and get your team to be quicker. Obviously the R&D goes better if your facilities are better managed. You To manage your facilities you need more money, so you need to race better. It all links into each other and it is, it's genuinely really well done. It's probably the best blend of racing game and racing management game I have seen. It's it's really really well done. Um, the the one criticism I have so far to do with the my team mode is just uh, the customization. Um, the livery editor. The, we on the tour radio show we talk about livery editors a lot in racing games uh, because we're basically we've been spoiled with fours as one, which is very very good. Um, there's a very limited number of templates and a very limited number of sponsors at the beginning of the game. As you continue through the game, through through actually playing it, Shock Horror, you unlock more liveries and sponsors and, and um, more customization options. So at least there is the chance to be able to make your car look a little bit more correct uh, later on in the career mode. But at the start, it very, the cars very much stick out like a sore thumb when you compare them to other real, uh, the other cars that are on the grid. Um, I think part of that is down to the fact that the only sponsors you can use are fictitious but then again they had to do that for licensing reasons um so it's a bit of a shame but obviously those who are uh, those of us who are on the playing the pc version of the game will be able to um uh benefit from the modding community i imagine there are the modders out there are already frantically working on uh various liveries for for you know, I, I don't know a porsche formula one team a ford formula one team etc with real sponsors so that that'll be a, a something that i'll have to explore in the uh, not too distant future um so away from the my team mode obviously we need to talk about the big thing with racing games which is the physics uh the driving physics and the handling are fantastic um i i personally it, it's a matter of preference of course I, i'm sure there are some people out there who won't like it um compared to f1 2019 i think um i think it's an improvement i really do um it's it feels as though a lot of the um, little weird mannerisms that the cars had in the last couple of games have been ironed out. There was this weird lateral slide effect to the cars that has been totally um, eliminated through my testing so far. I know I know I slide a lot, but I've, I haven't managed to get that kind of slide going just yet. Um, but have you yeah, rolled? Have I rolled? No, I haven't. Amazingly. Um it's notoriously quite difficult to roll on Formula One games, but I'm sure I'll manage it at some point and I'll be <laughs> sure to film it and post it on Twitter when I do. Um, but yeah, in ter- the physics I feel are an improvement. Again, it's it it's very much an evolution rather than a revolution, as I said um, a couple of minutes ago. Um, but it's it didn't need to be a revolution because what F1 had already in terms of its physics is already excellent. It just needed those little little annoying things ironed out and they've done that it's fantastic um we mentioned earlier about um games trying to manage uh accessibility versus um enjoyability uh, enjoyability for seasoned players Mm. and i think f1 in particular has gotten very very good at that um there's enough assists in the game where if you're a complete novice um you will be able to get some kind of enjoyment out of the game it won't be frustrating and for someone like me, who very much likes the game to be as real as possible, it's very, very enjoyable indeed. So once again, it doesn't really matter because it's an F1 game, because it's the officially licensed Formula One game. There are a lot of different people who come to it. There are fans of the sport. There are fans of sim racing. And then there's the people in the middle. Um, so for people who are just jumping into the world of racing games because they like Formula One, they want to play the game. 
it, it's great that they've got that accessibility in there and it's great that it doesn't compromise for the people who want um, that little bit more. Um, is there room in the future still for them to do what NASCAR have done and have their officially licensed game but then have F1 cars on iRacing, etc., to, to cater for the hardcore sim people? Yeah, probably. But I, I really don't feel there is anything wrong from a hardcore sim point of view with playing this game it's it's not as good as i racing no it's not it's not as real but it, it feels really really enjoyable and i would definitely recommend it to the people who um want to try and get some formula one sim racing in because it is a lot of fun as as i said in terms of single player motorsport racing experiences code masters aren't to be beaten with the formula one titles the ai race phenomenally mm. uh the just the feeling of um, yesterday I had a, a race in a Mercedes and I went toe to toe with Lewis Hamilton for ages. It was really fun. And then you jump in the McLaren and then you've got the different challenges of trying to battle everyone in the midfield um, <laughs> and trying different tyre strategies. The tyre strategies converging at the end of the race. Um, one thing I didn't mention is the simplification of the ERS system. Um, so uh, you may remember on 2019 you basically had to be constantly adjusting your ERS to be able to affect, get the best pace out of it um, now you've got instead of basically one button it's the overtake button so you, if you want a little bit more boost you push this button it gives you a hell of a lot of boost but it will drain the battery so you'll have to save it for a couple of laps until you want to use it again it's it's these little things these little aspects of the single player racing experience which stand it out it, it you can get some bloody brilliant racing out of it and it's not the effort of trying to you know jump into a race with other people and getting into a certain time slot and you know every, all the complications that come with hardcore sim racing you can get a really good racing experience from this game with very little effort and that still remains the uh, key selling feature of the f1 games is the accessibility to everyone it's just fantastic. Interestingly, of course, you're out of the two of us. You're the only one that's driven the cars in the official title, and you've also driven the the RSS Formula Hybrid. <laughs> yes, um, I hadn't actually thought of doing that comparison. Really, um, I I think obviously with Assetto Corsa being more toward the sims the sim side of the spectrum. In my view, the RSS Formula Hybrids, which, um, for those of you who don't remember, are a uh, mod for a set of Corsa released by Racing Studio. Um, I, I, in my opinion, the RSS Formula Hybrid still feels better. Um, I would say more re more realistic, but I have never driven a Formula One car, so I wouldn't really know. But um, I feel like there's a lot more information in what the car is doing with the uh, Formula Hybrid, uh, just because the physics are more toward a sim. But the, the Formula One cars in F1 2020 uh, feel the best that a Formula One car has felt in a Codemasters game ever, in my opinion. Um, they, they just feel fantastic. There's, um, it, it's hard to put into words. It, it feels like there's just a lot of subtle differences that have been made to the handling model, which have equated to a much nicer feeling. Um, I, I think I might have to, for a future show, jump back onto 2019 and try and uh, work out a way to put mm. it more into words. Or, or maybe I might have to talk to some of the F1 esports people that I know to see, see what their opinions are of it, because they're, they'd probably be much better at articulating what I'm trying to say. Um, obviously, while we're on the subject of cars, we have also got to talk about the classic cars that are in the game. Um, I hadn't realised, by the way, that with with all of the Formula One cars, the F2 cars, and the classic cars, there's about 80 cars in this game. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, get on. Um, so yeah, there's um, classic cars in this game. It's the same roster as the previous games. So you've got uh, your Braun GPs, your McLarens from the mid to late 2000s. Um, you've got uh, Lauders, uh, no, not Lauders Ferrari, uh, Senna and Pross, McLaren and Ferrari, etc. in there. Uh, the additions for this game, obviously with the Schumacher edition of the game, not for the standard edition, are some of Michael Schumacher's classic cars. Uh, the 1991 Jordan uh, is fantastic, not which just gonna, to look at, but also to drive. It's which we, which really good. Also directly compare with the ASR version from... Um... 
Assetto Corsa, which is beautiful. <laughs> this is but this is the cool thing because now we, there are actually cars that we can directly compare across Sims of the same yeah, era. Definitely. So, um, uh, yes. Yeah, so you've got the 1991 Jordan, you've got the 1994 Benetton, the 1995 Benetton, and you also have the uh, 2000 Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe my, it is. my favorite Ferrari. Actually. Yes. And uh, one thing that I said in the lead up. Um, to F1 2020 being released is that I was hoping that they'd the developers had have done some work to the classic cars because the uh, cars from kind of around 2000 onwards felt fine that they, they didn't feel as good as their like a set of course of counterparts but they felt they felt pretty good but the it was the uh, earlier ones the 90s the 80s ones that seemed a little floaty like they'd been less effort put into them um, I've only driven a couple of laps in the Jordan and the Benetton but they do feel very good, very good. They're, they're, they're not a set of course. Again, it's it's not a sim. It is a kind of hybrid of the two. I'm not going to say simcade. Oh, I just said it, but, you know. <laughs> um, but they, they do feel a little more detailed now. And I'm not going to complain about classic cars because, you know, I get to drive the 7-Up Jordan. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to do I, that? I as being an old old coacher, I <laughs> have a lot of time for the old Formula One cars. Um, yeah, and, it's just uh, nice to be able to drive them. It is. Uh, it's nice to be able to drive them. It's also nice to hear the difference as well, because by God, there is a difference. In terms oh, of sound. absolutely. Uh, but also, exp- um, experiencing cars with with widely different tracks, and hmm. in terms, well, sorry, you know, uh, like. Because um, obviously the new cars are very low, but they're quite wide in the body as well as wide in the track. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Wheel to wheel width. Um, and they've always looked. The newer cars have always looked slightly out of proportion. But then mm. you jump, you jump in something like the nine. I think it's the ninety-six. I think it's the ninety-six Williams, Damon Hills one. I think it's yes, yeah. One it is. Um, which should by all by all standards have black tower on the front of it but obviously it won't have that until someone from race department does a mod <laughs> for it i'm sure um and then you, you you go like go on like the tv cam for instance for that and then you see how narrow the nose section is and you think no wonder people had got <laughs> got injured in those things because yeah. it's literally the width of a man's legs mm. a, a pair of man's legs and a little bit either side and that is it and then the yeah. rest is suspect is is wishbone and and that's it and t- and thin tires on the front and yeah it's quite scary to look at really mm. you know and, that, and that's the good thing about them bringing in the classic cars is because um if we look into real life formula one from the 80s up until now the evolution has been absolutely insane mm. uh, so it, it's nice to be able to jump in these classic cars just to get a look a, a kind of snapshot of how far the car design has come since it, it's it's really cool to be able to do that uh the only thing that would be a nice addition is to have some historic tracks even if it's like the historical versions of the tracks that are already in the game yeah so like you you could have the uh the old i say old like the 2008 era version of silverstone you could have the 1980s versions of silverstone in there you could have the old versions of spa that that would be a pretty cool thing to do to give some kind of historic track to be able to take these historic cars to they had it in 2013 you know you had brands hatch in there which was awesome and then obviously you can then reverse it you can have the current cars on the classic tracks and see how they do i'd love to see what a current formula one car could do around brands gp that would be pretty insane so maybe that's i don't think that's something we'll get for this game i wonder if it will be something they might bring in for f1 2021 because obviously 2021 would have been the game where they have the huge selling point of having the new regulations, so the massively different cars. Obviously, that's been pushed back to 2022 now, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if they will bring in something else to be the major selling point for that game, whether it be you know adding F3, having classic tracks in there as well, or maybe something else along the lines of my team, which has been a fantastic addition for this game. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that, or maybe maybe they'll just make the major selling point be a new game engine to work with next gen. 
Mm. Maybe that will be it. But we'll we'll come to that in about 12 months' time. (laughs) Um, A couple of little other things uh, to mention about the game. There is a microtransaction uh, feature in the game. However, it is purely cosmetic. Um, It's just stuff like uh, helmets, podium celebrations. It's fair enough. And you can unlock it all through just playing the damn game, which is great. Um, And uh, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Uh, I'm pressed for time. I can't remember right now. Um, So I will come back to it with a more um, in-depth view when I've had a bit more time with the game uh, later on. Um, uh, Oh, yes, liveries. That was going to be it. Obviously, there's been a spate of um, livery changes in the real-world Formula 1 series, such as the the new colour Mercedes, etc. like that. That, Those little additions will be coming later on down the line. Um, so yeah it looks like we're going to see a lot of support for F1 2020 from Codemasters in the not too distant future and um, it's definitely worth your money definitely get it do it now there we go <laughs> there we go then definitely get it and uh, and enjoy Formula 1 2020 the full edition not the abridged version that uh, real life is um, running at the moment <laughs> that's that is the show for this week thank you ever such for Thank you ever so much for listening. I've I've had a very long week. Jordan has Jordan has thrown together a very um, excellent uh, review of uh, F1 2020. Uh, next week, of course, is the Americans are back on air um, and they get to play with the GT4 pack before us, which makes me very grumpy. But enough of that. Have a lovely weekend. See you in a fortnight, as ever. Bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.